The following content is made from the finest niggatry the Texas coast has to offer. Start the show. Only the finest. Only the the finest. Freshly squeezed from from Sunnyside. Can't get this this kind of niggatry anywhere else. Sounds like a t-shirt design. (laughs) Only the finest niggatry. Freshly squeezed niggatry. (laughs) Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions. While black... Your black-ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy, Oz. And I am not apologizing if you hear the AC blowing in the background. (laughs) (laughs) It is hot to the bitch. We're in triple digits right now. So I don't give a fuck about sound control right now. I I always tell people, Texas only has two settings for the... Only has two settings for the air condition. Off and Kenya. (laughs) And off is broken. Yeah. Perpetually. Uh, episode ninety five. Yes, yes. What up, Randall? Well, how was your week, man? We, we out here. Uh, man, not bad, not bad. Um, I got four workouts in this week. Hey, you know that's that's important. Um, my neighbor across the street, who is a health professional, uh, saw me in the driveway struggling. Oh and, no! And she gave me her card. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, uh, no, but she, but, but she was like, you know, it's, it's, it, you know, it's good that you're out here doing that. The, the best thing that we can do right now is take care of ourselves. So it's commendable that, you know, I've seen you out here exercising, you're breaking a sweat. Because a lot of people take this quarantine time and just isolate themselves and they just sit around and become lethargic. But um, a lot of people talk about quarantine weight and shit. Yeah. Oh, I, it's, it's real. Because leading into the quarantine, I'd lost 30 pounds. Hey. I, I, well, it's not a it yet. Um, I gained about thirteen pounds of it back. So, yeah. so you know, it, yeah. But you know, I didn't. I didn't want that trend to continue. So I'll say at least it, it, as long as you're not in the in the red. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and I'm I'm be honest with you. I have been noticing a lot of progress. Um, I have not. Dared step on a scale because I know the I know scales just fuck me up psychologically. I'm gonna weigh myself at the end of this. Whenever whenever outside is open, I'll weigh myself then. Oh yeah, the scale is a lie. Also, until then, I just I I I can I know visually what I look like and I know when yeah. the results are happening. Um, I get it in about four or five days a week. Yeah. I usually go by just how I feel and how I sleep. Usually, if I sleep. Well, because I'm typically kind of a restless person. Sure. Do you hear something ringing? I do not. I do not. You don't hear something that sounds like a chime? A I'm going chime? crazy. Hey, y'all. I'm going crazy. <laughs> and we just started drinking. Anyway, <laughs> um, my no. point is I'm normally kind of a restless person, and, and sometimes I have trouble sleeping. Yeah. But when I have a good workout, man, I'm out. Yeah, that's that. That is that's part of it. Um, I I do my I usually do my exercises at night, so I you know I I stay up a little late to wind down, but 
yeah, once once I'm out, I'm out. Yep. Um, I've discovered this is a this is a little pro tip for uh, 35 plus niggas who probably didn't know about this. I didn't know this was a thing. Ropeless jump rope. Yeah. I bought a jump rope and told myself I was just gonna I was gonna start doing that in addition to my workout. And I have not jumped rope since high school, mm-hmm. so that ended badly, and I almost twisted my ankle. It was <laughs> it was a little embarrassing. So I found a ropeless jump rope. Yeah, that works just as well, and you can keep that motion going. Yep, without uh, breaking your like without ruining your knees or tearing up your shins or tearing up your shins. Swim it. Uh, so I've been putting that as as a part of my cardio. And um, it's it's working out. The results are the results are coming. Um, if if you niggas act right and outside is open in 2021, I'm gonna act a fucking fool. Oh. Um. But yeah. So there's that. There's my little old man, 35 plus shit. Um. Never say there's no representation for the old people. Um. Uh, flowers want to give flowers while we're here. I didn't. We didn't. We talked about her last week, but we didn't name her because we didn't know she wanted to be named. But now that she's national news, hey hey, uh, major shout out to Bevan Biggers, the homie, the homie, um, holding it down. So she was a bartender at Taste Bar, which is currently uh, in on blast because like. Some 15-plus people on their staff caught COVID. Mm-hmm. And that's not including, apparently, maybe some patrons and customers. Yep. And they were actually trying to keep this shit quiet. And Bevan got on, did the responsible thing and got on Twitter and was like, Look, if you've been to, if you've been to Taste in the past week or so, might want to go get your shit checked. Oh, she got on every platform and said that. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! She was on. Okay, she was on all the. Platforms. She was on all the platforms. She made sure it got out, and sure enough, they fired. They fired her, and now they're lying. They're turning around saying that they didn't fire her. They just took her off the schedule for two weeks while she got her shit checked, because um, it was damn near impossible for her to find a place. Yep. Um, and she made national news about this. Because the guy's lying. The guy, whoever that is that runs Taste, uh, is a piece of shit. Yeah, I have to say. And they've been lighting him up on social media and about how he was trying to keep this quiet because he wants to open that new place in Dallas. Um, Bevan did the right thing. Bevan was a responsible fucking human being, and it cost her a job. It was not fair. Yep. Um, and. Just people having the decency to look out for... I, just in the era of people being out and about and they don't want to wear masks and they don't want to social distance and they want to be in the fucking address wall-to-wall packed on top of each other because it's their right to get sick and get other people sick and people being selfish. It is amazing to see somebody be selfless and kind of take one for the team. I mean, that wasn't her intent, but take one for the team and make sure people are being responsible and do her part because she's a visible enough person that if that shit went bad mm-hmm. people were going to look at her crazy for not saying anything yeah 
So it's look you looking out for yourself, but you're also doing the right thing. You're being a responsible human being. And she stands on this, and she still stands by it. She still stands. And, and this isn't, I mean, even before then, um, when they had uh, one of the first, when they had the first big BLM march here in Houston, when they had yeah. about 60,000 people marching, um, she took donations and rented an entire U-Haul truck, filled it up with bottled water and snacks and medical supplies, parked it in the middle of the street as people were marching and handed out water and, and snacks and medical supplies to people who were, who were marching. Thousands of them. And it was, you know, just out of the, the kindness of her own heart to do that. And, Man. you know, that's, it's, that's, that's a rare type of person. Um, that's a big heart, man. And if, and if you know her, she's she's real. She's very. Um, she's really she's really adamant about people taking care of themselves. She's a strong advocate for mental health. Um, uh, shit, years a couple years ago, and this was another thing. It got tweeted. It got retweeted by Ava DuVernay recently. Yeah. Um, a couple years ago, when there was a, another protest here in town about police brutality, she held up a sign that said. Um, something to the effect of police police are trained they're well trained and shoot people out of fear yet unarmed citizens are the ones that are expected to remain responsible you know it, right. it was it was something that was posted in the paper a couple of years ago and like recently when it resurfaced Ava DuVernay retweeted it and reposted it anyway that's just to say Bevan's been doing this um Good-hearted person, fearless, um, stand-up gal. Yep. So she did the right thing. I hope, and I'm sure that she saved lives by doing this. One of these days, we gotta get her on the podcast, man. We can. Um, we had her on from Houston with Love, um, not too long ago. We can oh, probably, okay. We could probably do it. Yeah. So I'm sure she would have a lot to say. Definitely. Um, so shout out to you. God bless you. We love you. We <clears throat> we we stand in support. Of you, you one of those people that definitely uh, re- re- uh, renews my faith in humanity as a whole. Fuck Taste Bar. And fuck Taste Bar. Um, moving on to Humans Ain't Shit. Um, so, it, it's appropriate that we go from a segment in which we are highlighting a black woman. Uh, holding it down. And uh, holding down the culture and the community to this week's Humans Ain't Shit, which is um, kind of putting us as a culture on notice. Last week in uh, White People Must Be Stopped, we talked about um, the white woman and her husband who pulled a gun on a black woman and her daughter in the parking lot. Uh, because they had felt they had fallen out about her bumping into the lady's child, um, and it, Randall won't notice this as much because he doesn't really social media like that, <laughs> uh, which is the best decision anybody can yes! make. Yes, um, especially when some of my coworkers, other managers this week, were like, "Damien, we because they were all, we were in our managers meeting, they were all yeah. talking about." What each other had done on, you know, they'd seen about each other on Facebook, and I was just sitting there, just twiddling my thumbs, like, mm-hmm. and then one of them was like, Damien, I couldn't find your Facebook account. I said, <laughs> I know. There's a reason. <laughs> There's a, I deactivated my shit last year. Um, but uh, social media 
went and uh, th- this was a divisive topic. Uh, this this falling out in the parking lot, and a lot of black people really got on this lady and was like, "Well, she shouldn't have. Well, she shouldn't have harassed that lady. She shouldn't have harassed that lady." This is what happened. The lady bumped into her and her child and didn't apologize, didn't say excuse me or anything, and kept it pushing when she heard this lady say, hey, you bumped into me. This turns into a small altercation in which the lady runs to her runs to her car and her husband is starting the car. The lady is clearly, if you watch the video, taking a picture of the woman's license. And they try to back out and they almost hit her. And she taps the car like, hey, I'm back here. And the lady loses her shit and gets out and pulls a gun on her. Now, the whole thing about this is that, oh, well, and a lot of people were like, oh, well, if she had been harassing me um, and I'm pregnant, I'd have, I'd have pulled a gun too. But y'all are looking at it from the wrong perspective. And we know this because I can tell you, I have been on dates, with, especially the ladies. I have been on dates with many of you. I have been out in the world with many of you, men and women, really. And I know without fail, somebody will bump into y'all in the club. Somebody will bump into y'all on the street, in the elevator. And what will they do, Randall? Excuse you. And turn around and stare a hole in the back of their fucking head. And keep staring until they dare turn around wanting to smoke. I know you heard me. Yeah, no, fuck that. She heard me. Fuck you, bump into me and don't say excuse me. Fuck you, think this I, is. I wish a bitch would. This is many of you, and this is not just we. We did a little nigger piece theater for y'all, but that that is not just women. It's many of you motherfuckers. Uh, many of you motherfuckers have gotten into an argument in the parking lot for far less. Oh hell no, nah, bro. Fuck you, looking at bro. Man, why why Houston niggas always staring a nigga in they face, dog? Sup though, nigga. You got a problem, my nigga? Everything under the sun. All right, niggas keep playing. Y'all forget. Uh, I've I've known a lot of y'all during y'all twenties, so I've seen you in action, and it it's it seems unfair to tell a black woman who had a gun pulled on her. Don't start none. Won't be none. Now, did she act? Now, now, did she behave like a like a perfect angel in the situation? No. Does that mean she needs to get a gun pulled on her? Nope. Also, no. And it's unfair um, to say that just because she didn't make every good choice she could have made in a scenario that she deserves to get a gun on her, gun pulled on her, and possibly shot. That is. Bat shit. And it's amazing that we went from Black Lives Matter to Black Lives Matter so long as you act right. Because that's not what it's really about. Nobody wants to get... Nobody's saying people need to get away with doing bad shit. They just need to be... We just want to be evaluated and treated the same way white people would. The point is... Had that been a white person, had had the roles been reversed and a black woman had pulled a gun on that white woman, or not, it was, wouldn't have even gotten to the gun. Mm-mm. 
She would have. We've seen the Karens go on wild videos. She would have melted the fuck down in the middle of the street and screamed and cried bloody murder. And then a woman be in prison. I agree. Black lives matter, even when they don't make the best decisions. And I can't even say she didn't make the best decision. She was with her kid. Y'all are twice as volatile when you are with your children. Yes. I know from experience. I have done the research. I have been one of these people with my sister and with my little sister in public. I want to know everything. I want to know what the fuck you talking to her about. I want to know what the I, I want to know what who the fuck you had her confused with. No, she don't go to school with you. You know, so, yeah, don't, y'all can't tell me or tell anybody about what it would have been like if the roles were reversed and asking people for this heightened state of perfection that y'all don't, that y'all don't execute in your daily lives. And then we wonder why women, why black women don't feel protected because there have to be all these stipulations before we defend them. Well, did she do this? Well, should well shouldn't she have done this? Well, she could have done this. Well, I wouldn't have done this. And y'all don't and y'all don't have all those stipulations for a nigga. But at the end of the day, someone pulled out a gun. <laughs> and someone pulled out a gun, and y'all are defending it. Y'all are looking for ways to justify. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Fix your shit. Get your shit together. Really, honestly. Um. Black women, black women are indeed the least protected, and we see it now more than ever. Um, a woman went to jail. A woman went to prison for firing a warning shot at a man that was trying to beat her. And y'all want to let a white woman pull a gun on a black woman because because they got into a fucking argument in the parking lot? Fuck y'all. Fuck out of here. The fuck is wrong with you people? Yeah, I said you people. Song of the week. My mama made gumbo. <laughs> All right. And important news. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, song of the week is Joyce Rice, Rocket Science. Mm. I like that. I like that title, Rocket Science. Um, pour yourself something. Get comfortable. Catch a vibe. It's hot outside. We're gonna keep it cool. We're gonna keep it cool for you indoors, man. Yeah, man. Uh, and we'll be right back with more opinions while black. Let's go.
that was Rocket Science by Joyce Rice. Nice little vibe. That's a nice little vibe. I haven't I hadn't heard from her in a few years, so it's, it's good to hear she still got it. That's a little summer kickback. I'm, I, I, I've come up with a little summer strawberry spritzer drink okay. that, I, that I do on Fridays. I finally perfected it. It's delicious. Uh, as soon as outside is open again, I am not going to know how to fuck to act. <laughs> um... Uh, if you like that song or any of the other songs you hear on Opinions While Black, please, if you are a Spotify listener, please report to Spotify, jump in the search engine, and type Opinions While Black Featured Music. Uh, it is our playlist. It is our dedicated playlist. It features all the songs of the week. We have great shit on there from uh, Madison McFerrin, Lucky Day, Summer Walker, Wale, um, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, SZA, whole nine yards. Action Bronson is on there. Yeah. Um, Radio Galaxy. Same Radio way. Galaxy and ill mannered an ill mannered media group. Um. So just please follow us. It's updated every week. We're gonna keep it funky for you. There's an at this point we've had enough episodes and there's enough music on that playlist. You can you can cherry pick from there and make yourself a mini playlist for basically whatever vibe you want. So or just do what I do and hit random, or hit random and just just discover something. Uh, yeah, we do we do what we can to keep it funky for you and keep a vibe going. Um, speaking of vibe, we have to bring the vibe down for just a moment. Um, to observe uh, the untimely, I guess, presumed death of Naya Rivera uh, from Glee fame. Uh, this is kind of a downer for me, man. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I know 2020, has. there's been a lot of terrible shit happening. Um, and there's been a lot of wild, kind of unexplainable shit happening. But this one broke me. When I heard the news, uh, basically, Naya Rivera was with her um, son in a boat in a lake near their near their house, I guess. Mm-hmm. According to her son, she jumped in the water and did not come up. And uh, basically left her kid in a boat for hours. I won't say left her kid in the boat, but her kid was alone in the boat for hours. Yeah. And um, they're still looking for her body, I believe. Yes. Um, this is kind of fucked up. And it hurt. It hurt because just to imagine a kid having to witness that and somebody's going to have to explain that to that kid one day. Um, we don't know anything, and this really isn't the time to speculate. But however she ended up in that water is horrible and tragic. And for me, it hit me hardest because it feels like this this year, this we're going through a weird time where there's a lot of things happening because of the neglect of people the ignorance of people the evil of people and it's horrible but it gives you 
when when it's someone's fault, it gives you someone to be angry at. Um, people that we should have been angry at a long time ago, and it points us in a direction of doing the of of, of getting shit done so that those horrible things don't happen to other people. Yeah. And there's so much of that, and there's so many people to blame for so much shit happening in the world. You kind of forget that things can just, that the world is fucked up, and that sometimes the world just swallows you up for no reason at all. And we forget that there's the shit happens element, and sometimes fucked up things just happen. The other reason it's fucked up is because I kind of. I can't say grew up with Glee. I was a grown man when Glee started, but I was definitely a part of that era, and it's kind of fucked up. That cast, it's there's just like a cloud over that cast. Corey Monteith died in twenty or killed himself in twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark, what's his name, played Puck, killed himself. Um, 2018 I want to say and now this in 2020 and it's just it's a fucked up situation man and it's it's heartbreaking and right now um, I just want to extend my prayers and thoughts and condolences to the family and friends um this has got to be a horrible time right now. Yeah, it's it's. I can only imagine. I didn't, you know, when I when I read about it and it and it said that they, you know, she had passed the deadline for turning the boat in, so they sent somebody out on the water and they found the son on the boat sleeping by himself. Like I can't even imagine. And and, and it sucks because it's a three year old kid, so he probably can't even articulate what happened. What happened exactly? Right. And it's the, you know, this probably it's probably gonna be one of those things that that he blocks out, Mm -hmm. and has to be, and he's gonna have to see. uh, As he gets older, on social media, maybe forever, because the internet is not written in pencil, and the internet is not kind at all. Yeah, Uh, I can only imagine what fucked up uh, statements. And news stories are going to come from this because people are fucking awful. But I just want to extend, again, just extend my condolences. And and everybody, just pray for each other, man. Just, just, you don't even have to pray. Maybe you're not a praying person. Just tell somebody you care about them. That's all I'm going to say. Life is short and life is fucked up. And life will just take you for no reason at all. Um, that's my thing. On on with the fuckery. All right. Um. Oh, also, I will say this. Somebody just call, tweet, text, pray for Amber Riley. Just make sure she's okay. Mm. I loved a lot. I love that show. But above all, I loved Amber Riley. Let's just check on her, okay? And let's just. Hope that someone upstairs has their hands on her. <laughs> Just make sure she's alright. <laughs> um, in lighter news, in up, in more uplifting news, Colin Kaepernick got a Disney deal. 
Yeah, he did. Uh, just, now, I believe this is a development deal. Um, it's a first, yeah, first look deal. And I have to say, Colin Kaepernick has officially graduated with honors to become a professor of bagonomics. <laughs> um, Colin Kaepernick is a master of the bag. I could, we can officially say that at this point. Nobody knows the bag quite like Colin Kaepernick, and I kind of love it. Yep. Do we know how much? Do we know how much money he's getting in this deal? Do we have Do Do we have anything to? Colin Kaepernick's only thirty-two. Yeah, I'm. I was not nearly as accomplished as. Not even yeah. remotely. I was. I was a. I was performing for beer money. Damn. At thirty-two. Let's see. I'm thirty. I had just retired from performing for beer money at thirty-two. <laughs> um, I'm much older. I did have a comic at thirty-two, so I guess that's something. Anyway, um, yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't know exactly what what uh, the the money is like on this, but it's Disney, so it's probably substantial. Yeah, it's it's real money. Um, yeah, one of the projects well, is already potentially ads. in the works is a Jamel Hill produced documentary. Ah, yes, yes. J- Jamel Hill is producing a documentary. Uh, and I know Ava is, is doing some kind of Kaepernick-related uh-huh. documentary thing. Um, I feel like the bag has only begun for him. I feel like... I, I don't know this, and I don't have any way of definitely proving this. I feel like this is going to come full circle, and we're going to see Colin Kaepernick um, owning owning some owning a team in the NFL something where he ends up in one of those owner skyboxes they, they might make him like a board member or something that's he's gonna come full circle I see it yep um, and it would just be the most delightful revenge now if he wants to play we saw from that practice he looks good so more power to him if he wants to do that. Nah, but I, I think he just needs to. At this point, he doesn't need to. Right. It, it, you know, it, it, it's, it would just be putting your... I mean, if he loves the game, he loves the game. But it yeah. would just be putting your body through unnecessary yeah. punishment for a bag that you've already kind of exceeded. And opening yourself to scrutiny. Yes. Yes. Colin Kaepernick would be the most... Run th- the most run through the run up the flagpole player in the NFL yep. ever. He would be the Barack Obama of yep. the NFL, where nothing would be good enough. Yep. Um. So yeah, that's a good point. I agree. Um. Who else is doing things? Javicia Leslie, actress Javicia Leslie, has been signed as the new Batwoman. A black Batwoman to replace uh, Ruby Rose. Yep. Um, I'm very happy for her. I couldn't be ha- I couldn't be happier for somebody on a television show that I will probably never watch. <laughs> the CW kind of drained me dry. I I I have no energy left for the CW verse. I don't. <laughs> and black woman or not. Batwoman didn't look good regardless of Ruby Rose. Yeah. Um, they've tried this before. 
Um, I could stand for there to be less Batman properties. You know, you know, HBO Max is about to have a Batman show, but it's going to be like a Batman, a Gotham PD show, as if we didn't just just already do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Hey, I, shout out to black queer women though, getting this bag. Hey. And another thing I'm glad about is they're they're not they're actually giving her her own character. Even though she's going to be playing Batwoman, she's not going to be the black version of right. whatever Ruby Rose's character is. It's not canon. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not canon. They actually get to to make their own mark. Right. And <clears throat> hopefully it's something that's lasting that at least kind of has an effect going forward with the source material because people always rail on TV and movies for not being like the comics but if we're being honest there are things that have happened in the comics I mean that have happened on TV and movies that became gospel in the comics Harley Quinn wasn't a thing until she was in the animated series from the 90s yep um Gotham City to my knowledge didn't really wasn't really a gothic creepy um black and white nightmare kind of town until Tim Burton and Anton first made it that in the movies yep and you know there are a lot of examples of this but there's a lot of possibilities there for this to breathe some new life into the Batman continuity and the collective consciousness going forward so that's kind of exciting um still probably not watching Batwoman though oh I'm not watching um I, I'm like I'm going to watch one I'll episode. probably yeah I'll watch an episode I it, it's it's worth an episode just to you know support your own yep um LeBron James and Maverick Carter have secured 100 million dollars for their media company Jesus Christ yeah it's a little bit of money that is well LeBron's married but that's a lot of pussy <laughs> I'm just going to say it man look Money does not money does not buy the affections of a woman. Let me say that. Money does not buy the affections of a woman. I am in no way calling women gold diggers. Not ever. But a hundred million dollars is a lot of leeway. A hundred million dollars is a lot of funds to make yourself worthy of a woman's attention. Or at least to bring attention to yourself. Something, you know, it's, it could buy a lot of things that women like. For a hundred million dollars, they don't really have to like you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. And on, on top of that, um, you know, Maverick Carter also recently got a TV deal with Disney. Hey. And he's got some shit going on with Netflix also. Hey, it's good to be connected to LeBron James. Let me tell you something. Maverick Carter is the turtle of that scenario. Man. You know, Entourage. Yeah. Where Turtle was just getting by by just being adjacent to Vincent Chase. But Maverick is coming up. Maverick is definitely coming up, and he is definitely parlaying away for himself um, business-wise by being kind of the business face behind LeBron. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like he's not being taken seriously. Um, so... You know, good for them. And, you know, hopefully that's just another drop in the bucket towards representation for us. Um, 
you know, yeah, I like the shop, kind of. It's kind of crazy though when I when I'm looking at the um, the list of investors that are included in that hundred million. Guggenheim Partners, um, you know, is in Guggenheim Museum. Oh um, shit! A couple of other companies that a lot of people haven't heard of. I see Live Nation. Live Nation is in there. Uh, one of Rupert Murdoch's children. Shit. Of News Corp, Elizabeth Murdoch, she's an investor. Serena Williams, uh, Tom Werner, who's the chairman of the Red Sox. So yeah, I mean there there are a lot of people who have faith in their brand. That's big money, and have put the money in it. Hey, if anybody wants to invest a hundred million in me, that's ill mannered media. Ill mannered media. I got y'all. Um, you can find them on Facebook, Twitter. You can find me on Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> you can find at Damian Randall on Instagram. I mean, I'm just saying, I'll make your hundred million look good. Honestly, just hundred dollars. I'm fine with personally. Um, that I can I can make a hundred dollars go a long way in a in a pandemic. I cannot. <laughs> that is one DoorDash delivery. <laughs> um, uh, what else we got? Uh, okay. I wanted to have a quick talk before we continue the fuckery. I wanted to have a quick talk about black business. Oh yes. Um. Uh, again, this is something Randall would not be privy to because he does not social media like that. I might. I might. I think I sent this to you though. Yeah, you did. That's why I know about it. Um. <laughs> I, I yeah, I sent this to him earlier in the week because I was just confounded and frustrated with the human race. Um. There is a meme that has been making around since one of those uh, tweets one of those things where people tweeted something and then somebody plastered their thought over the tweet without actually uh, commenting on it Farrah Gray of course he starts this shit says black owned does not mean cheaper discounted or free unlearn that the reply is black owned also shouldn't mean $45 for a t-shirt that says melanin. And is the God's honest truth. I'm going to, let me, let me be the one to go ahead and let you know that I agree a hundred percent with that reply. I think this is the God's honest truth. And uh, let me just, let me just, What happened? Are you still hearing the thing? Um, yeah, man. I found out what it was, man. Look, I knew I wasn't going crazy. And I'm not cutting this from the show. Okay. I knew I wasn't going crazy, man. Okay, Randall, Randall heard a noise, and then he just <laughs> he just kind of walked off into the darkness. Look, I know I'm not and... going crazy. You know, I'm black, and I know how horror movies go. <laughs> well, you know, black horror movies would be like five seconds short. Right, okay. Niggas yeah, hear a sound, true. niggas go the other niggas way. Niggas leave, right. <laughs> no, my wife left her, her Apple Watch at home, so whenever her phone rings, uh, her Apple Watch is ringing. I'm like, man, I know I'm hearing something. I'm not crazy. I, I might be. A little bit. A little bit. Black business. Black business. Sorry, y'all. 
Um, yeah. So here's my thing, and and kind of the response. I got. A, I, I saw a lot of responses to this by people that are black business owners, um, and I was a little kind of disappointed and a little shocked because a lot of them were like, uh, "Well, you should. Well, you should be proud to pay forty dollars for a shirt." from a black owned business. Um, and I couldn't wrap my head around that because I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a regular working class nigga who probably, uh, who has worn basically his company shirts for the better part of 10 years that he got for free. So to me, a $40 t-shirt is unconscionable. Um, and they were like, well, you have to remember there's shipping and people are doing the shipping themselves. And, you know, it's not like Amazon, which is where I get a lot of my shit. A lot, I'm, and, I, and let me say, people want, and they made the leap to go to, well, you, um, well, look, niggas always want to pay for name brand stuff. Niggas want to pay $80 for a, for a t-shirt from Gucci or Dior. But you don't want to pay $40 for a black-owned t-shirt? Um, offering me something that's not as overpriced as the white people is still offering me an overpriced item. Let me just say that. Let me also say that I understand that because you're a startup, there are elements involved to where a shirt is going to be a little more costly because there are um, there are things you just can't avoid as a as a small time vendor, like shipping. I'm I'm I understand paying a lot of money for shipping. None of us can get around that unless you're Amazon. So I understand doing what you gotta do. What I don't understand is shaming people because they don't want to spend more money than they can afford on a fucking t-shirt or any or and and this goes for any real black owned item because well it actually you know what i'm gonna let damien cook because mm-hmm. this is somebody who has been in these circles who is a black business owner himself this is somebody who maybe can shine some light on this for me and then i'm gonna get my shit off <laughs> okay <laughs> well first of all um first of all people people will pay what they want to pay for for things that they see whatever value they see in it um the question of a 40 dollar or 45 dollar t-shirt really boils down to the value that the amount that the person is willing to pay for an item and what value they put in it sure so when it when it comes to other people shaming people for their for their purchasing values i guess you would say right everyone has a price for whatever they want um you know i'm a person i'm a person who on one hand buys jordans but i'm frugal with just about everything else in my life sure um and and everyone has things that they will pay for things that they won't pay for uh about a mile from my house is a is a farm called uh well i'm not even going to advertise it real quick but there is a there is a there is a community farm about a mile from my house that sells fresh produce and you can also subscribe to have fresh produce delivered to your home. Now, the cost of that is about $150 a month, which is, you know, that's that's a premium compared to what you could get from the grocery store. Right. 
Um, now, the money from that does go directly back into the neighborhood itself. There are a lot of benefits to it. But what a lot of people don't realize is there are costs associated with one being in business for themselves that you may not get, that you may not see a larger change because most grocery stores have subsidies for their produce or whatnot, and they can actually charge um, prices that are below market value for a lot of their produce, blah, blah, blah. But here's, here's, where, here's where my frustration comes in with a lot of the discussion about black-owned business. Uh, and a lot of this comes from my experience in being a, a black business owner, in particular with a media slash videography business, mm-hmm. in that there have, there have been people who have approached me to, to do business with me, to solicit business for me, who have had the expectation who have, and who have stated the expectation that because they are black, that I should provide them a discount. And these are other business owners. Other business owners are just other just customers, period. Right. But people in general, like other black people have, have given the expectation that I look out for you by charging you lower than what I would anybody else. And to me, that expectation is disrespectful because if you truly want to support someone's business, you will pay whatever fair market price they dictate for it. If right. I give you my price and you choose not to accept it, I'm perfectly fine with that. Right. But you should never expect that I'm going to give you a discount just because both of us are black. And that's that's where I see the problem coming into play for a lot of people in that that expectation is naturally formed by it. I've actually had more and more discussions with friends of mine over the last couple of months about divestment and what that really means mm-hmm. and how you know, it could behoove us to at least spend a certain percentage of our money in not just black owned businesses, but more local and community based businesses that benefit our immediate community. Right. And, you know, those discussions have come up and in surveying some of those businesses. Yes. Some of the products and services that you get from those businesses cost more than the larger chain businesses that are able to distribute their cost of doing business a bit more. And I made a choice that for those businesses that I want to patronize, I am going to pay what they state is their price for their product and service because I want to support that business. Right. You meet them where they're at. That's right. fair. And, that's, and that's, that's the way that I look at it. Now, granted, there are some people, and again, there are some people, I'm with you. I'm not paying $40 or $45 for a t-shirt. Right. With a couple of exceptions. Um, a friend of mine um, designed some shirts. Uh, you know, our designer friend designed some shirts um, a few, about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Those shirts sold for $50, but all the proceeds from the sales of that shirt, he donated directly to a charity. So for me, that was a fifty dollars. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fair. That's, that's a fifty dollars donation. Sure. So there, there are circumstances where I will pay um, if I if I see the value in it. I may not pay forty dollars or forty five dollars for a t shirt regularly. That's my prerogative, and that, but that has nothing to do with whether or not that business is a black owned business. Right. But there are people. There are people who will artificially inflate prices, and expect people to pay to more that. in order to support. 
black business. So there are people who will add their own black tax. As a, so I, I'll play the role for a second. I'm a black dude, you know, got my own business making these T-shirts. I'm going to sell them for 45 or $50. And I expect you to pay that amount to support, to support me as a black-owned right. business. The fact that you that you said and put on your Instagram and everything, you're a black-owned business, tacked an extra five or ten dollars onto your prices. Right. And here's my problem. This is my problem. I'm using the I'm using the T-shirt thing because the T-shirt is a simple example. A black-owned business, and and first of all, let me just say, in the as somebody who has been doing customer service for most of his adult life. The way you don't want to talk to your customers is from a point of shame. Shame shame pushes people into appearing to do the right thing. Inspiration pushes people to doing the right thing. Shaming people is not how you want to build a customer base. If if, If somebody thinks that your prices are unconscionable, what you don't want to do is jump down their throat and say, "Well, you'd be paying the white. You want to pay the white man eighty dollars for a shirt, but you don't want to pay me forty dollars for a shirt." Let me be. Let me. Let me be very honest with you. As somebody who has never owned Gucci or Dior, who does not, who does not buy Ralph, who has never been inside an Old Navy, who has never owned a pair of Jordans ever. Hmm. That hurts to hear. Forty dollars is well. I mean, I've had forces. So. I'm fucking with you. Um, Forty dollars is just as unconscionable as eighty dollars. The fact that it's just less overpriced <laughs> doesn't really make a fucking difference to me because I think that's stupid, and I've never, and I probably will never pay more than twenty dollars for a shirt. Um, here's the problem, though. Why are you making white people the standard? Right. We we talk about wanting to build rebuild a black Wall Street and and build Wakanda and build a sense of community of our own where the white gaze is not a factor. And yet y'all are always using white people as the template for how we should behave amongst ourselves. Well, white people overcharge. And it's true. Most most retailers most mainstream retailers mark their shit up anywhere from uh, 50 to 150%. And you're paying ridiculous amounts in retail stores for something that's probably already expensive. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at a piece of hardware now that they sell through Best Buy and they sell through other places, but the item is, is hard set at its price. And they make you, and they 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 do this. I'm sure there's a whole process where they make you an authorized dealer or whatever. But this is the price. Mm-hmm. What I'm getting at here is why it's just like why do you want to reserve the right to overcharge me? Because that's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You think black people should have the right to overcharge just like the white folks. Let's stop making the white folks the template. Mm. Why don't we create a sense of commerce among ourselves in a time when unemployment is 15%, 
when the economy was already a house of cards and we and we all know that capitalism is bullshit why don't we create our own sense of commerce amongst ourselves where we where we actually where we actually try to set up a, a standard for ourselves and meet our customer base where they're at instead of making instead of making them spend beyond their means because I'm black that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. And this is somebody who's about to go into business. Who's about to go into business. By the way, the merch is coming. Uh, who's about to go into business. And we looked at we we looked at a few venues through which to start our merch store. And the one we've chosen, we think, has a good selection, but also has reasonable pricing. Yep. And it's shit that I would buy. And I think we should, I don't think we should be trying so hard to reserve the right to do the same terrible shit that white people do. I, I always say, hookers do whatever it takes and then talk bad about the Johns. Because mm. y'all going to be the same, because the same motherfuckers that want me to pay $40 for a t-shirt are going to be the ones that sell it, that, that sell out for $80 million to Target or Adidas, or whoever, who's going to end up charging your shit $80. And then, when, and then when you want me to invest in that beyond my means, then you're going to be the, the asshole who comes on social media and lectures me about spending beyond my means and financial literacy and generational wealth and all that shit. Mm -hmm. So there's no winning with you fucks. Y'all just want a seat at the table. Y'all don't give a fuck about black business or creating a sense of black community. So you're not really an ally to me. You just want a seat at the table. You just want a seat at doing the same shit that white people are doing. Y'all don't want to make shit better. Mm. You just want to make shit better for yourself. Mm. So yeah, fuck out of here. Mm. And I'm still going to go elsewhere and pay uh, $18 for my shirt and probably maybe $7 for shipping. Or I'll just get all my little uh, hoodie t-shirts on Amazon. <laughs> And and because I want I want to support black business and I'm going to do my best to support black business, but I want black business to support me as well. Mm. I want because I want to feel like black business is a part of my community. And y'all and y'all ain't just trying to take me for a ride. Because that's what it feels like right now. Bars. It's nasty. It's really nasty. And if you're listening to this and you think I'm talking about you, I'm probably talking about you. Fix it. It's super nasty. Spent a little more time on that than I wanted to, but I got my point across. Um, some of y'all can suck a black-owned dick. Um, this is it. Soul food got too much salt in their food. Sorry. <laughs> um, Sorry. Whew, so, um, last week, a lot of y'all wanted me to talk about Kanye. A lot of y'all said, could you please get your bars off about Kanye? Mm. We didn't talk about Kanye last week. I Damien definitely didn't want to talk I about I Kanye. I probably would have taken a bathroom break if you'd have brought it up last week. D. Randall definitely didn't want to talk about Kanye. I don't want to talk about Kanye to a point. But it was a thing that was happening. So we decided to take a week and let it breathe. He tweeted that he wanted to run for president. It was a tweet by itself. It wasn't something that deserved 10 minutes of unpacking. It still isn't. 
But we went on let it breathe and waited until there was more meat on the bone. You know, has he filled out the paperwork? Does he have a platform? Has he said anything past this tweet? You know, is there any reactions from the family? Um, here's my thing about Kanye. And yes, he, he says he's running for president. He says he has a little bit of a, uh, that's the one. Mm-hmm. He says he has a little bit of a, a platform and he's against Trump. Um, that he's turned on his ex-friend Trump, I guess. And listen. Don't be distracted by Kanye. I hate the word distraction, but don't be distracted by Kanye. And I, and that's the that that's the reason I wanted to wait until there was any meat on the bone and what meat there was on this bone because at the end of the day, I hate I hate the whole split the vote thing. But that's basically first of all, it's too late. Uh, most of the most of the states that would have it that would be real battleground states that would have any effect. On whether or not Kanye were ever the president of this country, um, most of those ballots are closed. Like Arizona, Illinois, a few of those, the ballots are closed, so he couldn't get on the ballot if he wanted to. So that cuts his vote down by at least sixty to seventy percent. Um, Elon Musk is backing him. That's enough right there to not ever fuck with Kanye. The fact that Elon Musk thinks is a good idea, the real life Lex Luthor, that's reason enough not to fuck with him. Kanye does not address us peasants until he's trying to sell something. I can't stress this enough. Kanye only addresses us when he is trying to sell something, when he has a project coming out. It's all a publicity stunt. All of it. Keep your eye on the ball. This is just it's just another bipolar episode. It's another bipolar episode. And unfortunately, unfortunately, we as a community get drawn into even acknowledging him or even talking about this shit. It's us looking at the shiny object. It's us. We're kids looking at the shiny object. This fool said he's running under... A new party called the Birthday Party. The what? The Birthday Party, not the Democratic Party or the Republican Party, but the Birthday Party. Um, the Birthday Party. Uh, he's never voted in his life. Not a shock. You don't say. Um, he believes Planned Parenthood was placed inside cities by white supremacists to do the devil's work. Stop. Um, no, 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 stop. That's it. Mm-mm, I got one more. Okay, all right. He's going to create a White House organizational model based on Wakanda from Black Panther. The fictional country, Wakanda. Correct. That's enough. That is correct. That's it. This that- is in an interview that he held with Forbes magazine. With a legitimate journalistic institution. So, this is someone who's asking for our votes, y'all. Y'all, this is why I hate talking about him. This is clearly a person 
who was dealing with an extreme mental disorder. And I'm not even saying that to be dismissive of him. If you look at this shit, this man is not well. But there are still people out there. There are people, and look, this is not mental health shaming. But some of you dumb motherfuckers out there are still like, I'm still going to vote for him. Oh, well, I, he's, he's, a better, he's a better candidate than Biden. I mean, he can't be any worse than, than Trump or Biden. Yes. Yes, he can. He could be infinitely worse. First of all, to even, as, as Oz said a couple minutes ago, he's not even going to be eligible to be on most of the fucking ballots. Um, has anyone told even told him that he has to fill out paperwork? I mean, one of the most telling tales for me behind this whole thing is after he announced the shit, we haven't heard shit else. You would think with four months left. <laughs> this interview was it. Yeah. I'm like, so that's why I'm like, why are y'all even taking this shit seriously? And he picked Forbes. But I know why y'all are taking it seriously. Because we didn't take Trump seriously. <laughs> Look where we ended up. Exactly. So, and that's the fucked up part about this whole thing is that naturally, I just don't want to give a fuck about it. But on the other side, I'm like, this is also 2020. We've gotten to a point where we have to take every batshit lunatic thing happening yes. seriously. He could say that we're going to move the White House to Area 51. And I will have to be like, you know what? That shit actually could happen now. Well, I'm calling it. This shit ain't going to last outside of July. No, I agree. This shit ain't going to last outside of July. We need we need to not be distracted by this. This is the most we need to talk about it. Um, just to tell you that this is not worth anyone's time. Um, People who are fans of him, could y'all could y'all please stop? Really? Could y'all really? I, I would just I, I'm just saying, y'all. Like, can y'all just stop enabling this shit? Because he only does it because y'all like it. Yes, and y'all are gonna buy this little whack ass shit, man. Like, the album gonna be stupid. This dude ain't been good in a while. Y'all calling him a genius. He's not a fucking genius, y'all. He's a fucking idiot. And y'all keep falling for this dumb shit. His shit don't even slap like that. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. I was only I was only kinda jamming Pablo. Man, I was not at all jamming Pablo. I haven't jammed shit past maybe I'll, I'll give him graduation. I'll give him that one. I'll give him the first three albums. I ain't gonna lie to you. I I, I fuck with Dark Twisted Fantasy. Uh, uh, y'all, y'all gotta let y'all gotta let him go, man. It's time. It's time. Y'all like y'all like watching people burn in public. That's exactly what this is. Y'all love watching that shit. It's the train wreck. Yeah, y'all just like watching that shit. It's it, one long viral video where we're all waiting for the punchline for him to fall on his face, or you know. Um, Light a firecracker in his ass or whatever happens yeah. on Jackass. Um, yeah, it, it's time, y'all. Y'all gotta stop, man. We we have to let Kanye go. We have to let any reason to take Kanye serious go. Um, he's not even really anybody to take seriously as a, a producer anymore. The best thing Tiana Taylor did was get away from Kanye, and look, that that new album slaps. Look, if y'all stop fucking with Kanye, I'll listen to Wale. At this, at this point, at this point, man, I'm, I'm willing to do what's necessary. You 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 gonna do what has to be done? I, I'm willing to make that sacrifice, man. All right, y'all heard it here. If y'all stop fucking with Kanye, he will start fucking with Wale. No, I will listen to. You will listen to it. You will give an honest listen. 
Okay, fair enough. Um, it's just stressful. That's enough of Kanye. Thank you. Let's get to the meat. Let's get to the meat and potatoes. Um, actually, you know what? Before we do that, Umar has been up to some shit. <laughs> we can't. We can't let Umar get up to some shit and we and 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 we not be there for it. Um, I can't even say it. I can't even say it without laughing. Umar Johnson is looking for a wife, y'all. <laughs> Umar Johnson is looking for a fucking wife. What the? <laughs> he doesn't even have a house. Oh man, they gonna live happily ever after in his grandma's basement. <laughs> oh man. Oh shit. So, Omar Johnson is taking resumes. I repeat. Because <laughs> he's taking resumes for a wife. I can't do this, man. He wants you to apply. Wait, go back. Go back. My bad. I'm sorry. I saw it. It's, it's, it's a YouTube video. I just... You notice he never films these videos anymore outside? Stop. First, have we noticed that he doesn't film any videos indoors anymore? Ever that he's always outside walking around. I suspect, much like how Derek Jackson does not have, uh, does not exist outside of a car, and does not have legs. Omar Johnson is, is it, Omar Johnson's homeless. I think he's homeless. I legit think he he, he is. He, he didn't. His grandma. His grandma's. He was. He's like six months late on the rent that he promised his grandmother, and so she evicted him out of her basement. How was how was he accepting volunteer and employment resumes? What what's the job? To make sure they spell his name right at on the cup at Starbucks but, at his office and at, at, at that table in the back of Starbucks. And I bet he up. You know what? I bet he takes up the the, the oversized handicap table, doesn't he? Yeah, he's that nigga who takes up the the the, the handicap table, the whole table in the back, Shit. and then. And then monopolizes the plugs with his iPhone, with, with his with with his Mac charger. He's that nigga. Now, now I feel guilty because I do that. <laughs> so, let's, let's, let's keep let's keep going. I'm gonna keep going. Play it, play it, play it. Stop. Has anybody noticed that Umar has to repeat everything he says three times, three times. now? Because nobody's listening to him. <laughs> it's it's not controversial because it's bullshit. Like nobody gives a fuck about you, bro. If you have to say I know it's controversial, it's probably not controversial. It's not. You're the only one that knows that. What the fuck is a wifey resume? You think he was you, you think he's in touch with what's her name from wife school? Oh shit. Hell no. 
I think this is I think this is part of the white school thing. They would run the fuck over him. I think I I think he I, I think he is buying his I think he's buying brides from white schools. But listen listen to some of his parameters though. Listen to this shit. Okay. This is dumb. Get it off. Let's go. First of all, this fool is out of breath from walking. <laughs> Not even walking at a brisk pace. He's just walking and this fool can't breathe. Not even walking at a brisk pace or nothing. Just walking. Stop. If you already know her, why the fuck are you doing this video? Why are you submitting resumes? This is a big ass subtweet. He said he can't be everywhere at once. Yeah, that's all it is. This is and whose Uber did you? And whose Uber did you steal? <laughs> I know that Uber. This fool got in on the wrong side, bro. Got hey. in on the wrong side. He, he waiting on his. He waiting on his Uber driver. That's what it is. He can't breathe. He ain't got a mask on. The Uber driver gonna tell him to get his ass in the back and get a mask. This man started the video as his Uber driver pulled up. <laughs> Come on, man. He paid the Uber driver for studio time, but the studio is just a car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Let's go. Let's go. Consciousness over coochie. <laughs> Politics over punani. Now, is that what he told that stripper that got that paternity case on him? Now, listen, y'all. It's out of character for me to say this. That's the kind of shit you say when you ain't getting it. <laughs> That's Con exactly the kind of shit you say. Consciousness over coochie. Politics over Punani. Hey, he's that nigga. He's that nigga on Eight Mile that was hate. That was hating on all the strippers. Talk yeah. about respect yourself, yeah. sister. And they was like, "I'm sorry, that's my friend. He doesn't like pussy." Nigga, you better get your grandma's car back home before she whip your ass. <laughs> that is the that's the nicest upholstered station wagon I've ever seen in my fucking life. people to send wife resumes cover letters and photos as he has a sweat ring around his around his badly ironed t-shirt <laughs> this nigga this nigga ain't met a sheet of fabric softener in five years oh man and he's talking about he wants somebody to he want he wants a cover letter what the fuck you can tell he ain't got no internet connection at home <laughs> <laughs> Every time 
time he tells his grandma he needs to use the internet, she keep handing them America Online CD. Yeah. <laughs> Notice he hasn't given out any emails. He hasn't given out shit. And he's still out of breath. He's just like, yeah, you've been sitting down for a full minute, You've been minute, sitting fool. in the car for a solid five minutes. He's still out of breath, my nigga. Pan African. The cooking and the consciousness. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> the cooking and the consciousness. Oh shit! Oh man! Yo, Umar needs an intervention. That's what they need. We need a. You know what? Somebody holler at Mona Scott Young. We need. We need a reality TV show that is just an intervention for Umar Johnson. Where are we going to intervene, though? Usually, you got to go to somebody's house to intervene. We're going to intervene do, in this car. They're going to meet at the park. They do it on Catfish all the time. No, we're going to intervene in this car right here. And they got to, you know what? And that'd be great. They're going to get Neve from Catfish. If, if, yeah. if anybody can get through to a motherfucker, it is Neve. I'm telling you. I don't really want people to get through to him. I just want them to clown him. <laughs> In that, well, in that case, well, shit, we could make it. We could produce that. Like, I just want to intervene with Jason Whitlock so I can see how many hot dogs I can slide in the folds of his neck. <laughs> I don't need to be constructive with the shit. <laughs> First of all, Umar is not that out of shape. I'm sure masturbating the hidden colors is good cardio. I mean, he's still breathing five minutes after sitting down. <laughs> He might be that bad. I think he's exactly that bad. Air conditioning on full blast. Oh, man. Don't let his Uber driver be a black woman either. <laughs> oh, man. He's going to be leaving all kind of little love notes on the, on, the comment, on the comment section. Oh, man. God bless him. Man, you know what? Never change, Omar Johnson. Never change. Um, Run a little overtime. That's okay. Um... Red Table Talk. Oh, we, we finally got to it, huh? We got to get to the meat. <laughs> okay. So, in case you did not know, uh, Friday, Jada Pickett Smith put out a 12-minute, 12, 12 or 13-minute Red Table Talk where she put herself on the table. <gasps> there needs to be a healing. I have to put myself on the table. And she basically explained to us um, what we already knew was that uh, she definitely fucked August Alcina. Now, what we did not know, they were trying to clear up. See, they were trying to clear up a lot of things at the same time. Mm-hmm. One, they're trying to clear up. They're, they're trying to uh, keep their polyamorous swinger marriage under wraps still. What happened, according to Jada, was that Will and Jada were separated. In Will, oh, by the way, Will was on this shit. Will also looked like he didn't really want to be there. Didn't really want to be there. He looked like he looked like. But Will, Will also looked like that nigga that was like, "Oh, you finna go in there and talk? Nah, bet I'ma show up though. Oh, I'm coming. I, I'ma show up. I, I don't be there, but nah, I, 
Because they probably haven't talked to each other in a minute. Oh, no, 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 no. It's been, oh, it's been a, a hell of a week at the Smith house. Will been on that ass. <laughs> you brought this little goofy motherfucker in here. You need to be the one to answer for him. Will was like, you remember when I told you this shit three years ago? See? Now, look. Uh-huh. Now, I'm going to be there because I'm going to see what you say. I got to see what you say. I'm going to be there. I hope that dick print was worth it, nigga. I'm telling you. And he looked like he is so fed up that they had to answer for this shit. That this shit has finally gotten so public that they have to comment on it. He looks so... I've never seen Will Smith look genuinely annoyed. But you know what? And this is somebody who had to work with Jared Leto. Wow. You know, as a married man, there are things that I saw in his body language that a lot of unmarried people might not see. Okay, okay. That's why we have our married life translator here. Yes. And being that my wife is not here today, (laughs) (laughs) I have the courage to speak more freely than I normally would under these circumstances. Also, you're a little drunk. Just a little. Get your shit off, man. It's all all good. Uh, She does not listen to the podcast. Thank God. Please do not tag her in it, anybody. Right. Um, Don't fuck up the fun. mm. So, even though Will looked like he didn't want to be there. Did not. Will also had this look. There's, there was a sub-level look behind his eyes that also said, and it came out in the interview. But when I first saw him, I said, this looks like a man that knows that she needs to say something that she has not told him before. She better she better tell the truth when she it says this shit. Will was there because she needed to tell the truth and he was going to check her if she didn't. And notice there were so when he when when she started talking, her little her little you know, her little pseudo psycho babble I'm sorry, I'm gonna call it what it is, y'all, a little psycho babble. Like she's tried to sound all professional with shit. Oh, the red table talk has yeah. definitely trained her in the arts of the old school Ricky Lake. Yeah. Let me talk around shit. And Will was like, "No, let's 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 go back from the beginning, and tell him what happened. Tell him what happened. Tell him what Jana. happened. You saw, you heard that tone in his voice yeah. too. And he and he made sure he, he made sure he used her whole name. Yeah, you know you're in trouble when they use your name out loud. Like, yeah. tell him what happened, Jada. Yeah, and then she was like, you know, Will and I were you know separate. I was done with your ass. <laughs> I was done. I was done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kicked me to the curb. So what we so and, and that's the look that I saw in his eyes. Like Will wanted her to admit to the world, like what regardless of what you're about to say, I need you to let them know that I was done with your shit. Right. And this is what put us in this position. And she acknowledged it by saying, You yes, you kicked me to the curb. That's right. So now she also brought it back to say we amicably were separated. But Will wanted to let everybody know, y'all. That's why his head was tilted to the side and he had that look. Because he, his whole intention was to let everybody know this all happened because of her. If they'd have let him smoke cigarettes in the building, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced he had a pack of Newports in the tub. It's his house. <laughs> if he wanted, look, Will probably. They do that got, shit in the house? He, huh? They do that red table shit in the house? Yes. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean. I don't know if Will is staying there right now, but, <laughs> but I'm just saying, 
Um, yes, they they do that shit in their house. So, you know, she she you know, and so and every time she started talking and she started being like unspecific about shit, and she you know he was like so tell him what it was. And she was like, well you know so when we were separated, you know, um, August or is it August? It's August yeah whatever his name Og. Oh, they called him Og. Og. And I, you know, it, it started from a place where of healing. You know, he came to us and he was, you know, he I was real sick. I wanted to heal him. I wanted to heal him. Shut the fuck. Right there. Shut right the fuck there, up with all this healing shit. We Shut want, the fuck up. We want to know. We want to know what attracted you. We want to know what picture of the dick print yeah. you saw. Because that's what it was. All this healing shit. No, well, she did. I, and I'll get to that. She actually did allude to one thing. That, that brought it all home to me, and I kind of understand now what the appeal was for her. Okay. But before we got to that, you know, Will was like, no, she was like, so, so you know, during this time, Og and I found ourselves in an entanglement. And every man in America that saw that shit and heard her say the word entanglement was like... Entanglement is the way the 40-pluses say situationship. Yes. Uh, in case you are not aware. Um, and it's important to note that before she said, she noted that she was in entanglement with August, Og, that um, Will had made it plain that they were in a place of separation. Mm-hmm. I, You go find your happiness where you need to. I'll go find my happiness where you yes. need to. This is, this is important because he has said famously before, I am not responsible for her happiness, yes. and she's not responsible for mine. We're both happy, and then we both we put that happiness together. Right. And he, so he reiterated is, that on this. Right. This is on brand. Yeah. And then she goes, and then I found myself in an entanglement. Well, what? No, what? An entanglement? No, what? Tell tell him what it, what it really was. Tell him what you did, Jada. <laughs> I love you, that shit. You got into a relationship. Yes, we. Yes, yes. Mark and I yes, got into a relationship. In a relationship. Like that's why Will was there. Will was like, you go tell these people what it is, because the look, y'all. There are a lot of people out there who are mental health professionals. Um, there are a lot of people out there who do a lot of good. But when when this shit came out, and the first thing that she said was. I'm going to put myself on the show because a healing needs to take place. I know Will looked at that shit and said, oh, hell no. You're not going to get out here saying that Oprah shit on this show. Right. You're going to tell these people what the fuck happened because my name is in this shit now. And you got people out here saying that I gave my blessing to this shit. We're not going to do this. We're not going to let you talk around this shit and then just say, well, there needs to be a healing that comes out of this. No. Don't none of my hookups go telling everybody. You know what I'm saying? Margot Robbie ain't said shit to nobody. Nothing. Charlize Theron ain't said shit to nobody. Bruh. Bruh. We, no, we're going to go over the possible pussy list later. Oh. We're going to go. We're going to go over a possible pussy list. There's got to be. Okay. And sure enough, she... Now she went on this thing where I found my healing and I figured out that nobody could nobody could make me happier than me and while I was making myself happy and happy happy no no here's what happened you fucked this little nigga and then one day you came to your senses and said what the fuck am I doing fucking uh, fucking this millennial nigga um 
I'm married to one of the most well-known, disgustingly rich human beings on the planet. Not that Jada isn't rich and successful in her own right. But she came to her senses. She got a good thing going on. And she found her happiness with herself and probably in that big house. And she ended the shit. This happens all the time. Yeah. She went back to her family like most married mother like most married motherfuckers who come to their senses do. Yep. And she she went back to her family and this nigga cut her off. Or she cut the or she cut that nigga off and he was hurt mm-hmm. because obviously he thought this was more than what it was. And it was not. Sir. And maybe she even convinced him that it was more than what it was. But even still at the end of the day, the story will always, you can always just bet on the story not going your way. And they're going to go back to their family. Yeah. And, the, and the one thing that, that she did say that I felt like brought the whole thing home was she said that there is a part of her that, that deals with a child, a, you know, a certain level of childhood trauma that she's never addressed and that she is mistaken helping others heal as her making progress and healing herself. And through, you know, her attempts to heal Og, Og, she mistakenly thought that that was a valid approach in her finding healing in herself. And she realized that that was not the case. So I was like, okay, that's really what this is all about. Right. You know, on a fundamental level, there's a part of her that's not, there's a part of her that wasn't happy. Um, There's a part of her that needed to fill whatever hole bad choice of words. Oh, she kept saying, I just want to feel good. Yeah. And then... Lifted that shit right I, out of Monster's ball. Hadn't felt good in a while. Just want to feel good. Will wasn't laying the pipe at home. And, you know, if, if we're being real. And she said that she told Will that he didn't have the girth at one point. I said, yeah, I caught that. I was the just like, girth what are we, what are we to really? be married. What are we? What are we? Are we marriage girth? Look, is Will a grower, not a shower? <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. But anyone that's been in a long-term relationship of any type, whether you're married or not married, knows that inevitably, at some point, things are not as spicy as they were in the beginning. And those are the moments where you, you know, you dig deep to find out what makes you happy and what each of you brings to that particular relationship. Um. I just did, found the mention of girth to be a little, a little, a little disturbing at that moment. And he it, really put, and he, and he really, he really put an emphasis on it. And Jada put an emphasis on it. It had been a really, really long time since I felt good. Yeah, it had been so long. So yeah. So basically, what happened, y'all? The, the the sex was no longer good, and she needed to get the pipe, and Will needed to go. Smash Margot Robbie and Charlize Theron. I still need to uh, look. <laughs> there doesn't need to be a qualifier to go smash Charlize Theron and Margot Robbie. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> look, and 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 here's how we know Will did, Will did, done some dirt. Because by the end of it, he goes, <laughs> "I should get you back." No, he said, I'm, "You know, I still got to get you back." And she goes. Oh no, you've gotten me back. I think we're good on Zach. Yeah. So 
we definitely know that um, at some point Will Smith has been community penis. We'll probably fuck, Mar- fuck Margot Robbie in their house. Absolutely, I'm telling you, they they got way too much chemistry. They got, I you know, I actually, I was one of the few people that actually liked Focus, and they had so much fucking chemistry. Like between that and and Deadshot and Harley Quinn, mm. I'd have told yeah. her to bring the costume. Fuck the bullshit. Yeah, it, bring the costume, right? Get the fuck. It's Charlize Theron. I would be like, let me. I just got through watching the old guard, so I'm on Same. a Charlie's staring high. Same. That shit was good. It was good. That was a good movie. Um, it actually makes me want to finish the comic. Um, you know, Will was probably like, Robbie, when y'all shooting Birds of Prey again? I, I just want to show up and support. Just, just to show my support. <laughs> Finger fucking her in the trailer and shit. Wow. Get the fuck out of here, man. Look, Will got a list. I already know. Now that I know that Will. Has gotten his revenge or whatever. <laughs> now the investigation begins. Now the investigation begins. Now I want to go back and look at every Will Smith movie I've ever enjoyed. That's a short. Well, that's a short list for me. It's, it's not a short list for me. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's a few of these motherfuckers. Uh, Eva Mendez. Okay. Yeah. I know. Look, if if Will had a hall pass for any amount of time, and we can just go by co-stars alone. Mm. Will fucked Eva Mendez. I'm telling you. I'm just. I'm. This is my imaginary list. I have nothing to prove any of this is right. Eva Mendez got to be at the top of the list. They had way too much. They had way too much chemistry in Hitch. Who else has Will been in a movie with? Vivica Fox. Mm, well, we know Vivica Mad Thirsty. She she let Fifty Cent smash. So I don't say. So we know Vivica Mad Thirsty. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Will Smith was co-stars with Nia Long for how long? On Fresh Prince? I mean... You know he got that number in the top. Tisha Campbell was also on there. Uh, Dwayne Martin was not, but... there. Did we talk about that? What? Did we talk about that last week? Uh, Tisha Campbell was getting her shit off on social media. No, when 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 August came out and said what he had to say, Tisha Campbell got on social media and was like, "It all comes to light," and apparently, there were rumors floating. I was too young for this. That Will may or may not have had a thing with Dwayne Martin. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna. <laughs> so, um. Seven pounds. Rosario Dawson was in seven pounds. Knock it down. Knocked it the fuck down. And Rosario Dawson a freak. She let Eric Andre hit, so. Yeah. She let Cory Booker hit. That's that's really the that's the real mystery. Yeah. Um You think you think he knocked down Bridget Moynihan? She cut she she kinda bad too. She kinda bad too. I robot, she kinda yeah. bad. It's entirely possible. I think I think this is gonna make a good Facebook post for you. <laughs> <laughs> the possible, the, all the possibles. Because <laughs> go, we'll say the line. The goddamn robots, John. <laughs> mm. Charlize Theron definitely. Uh, let's see, who all was who all was in Shark Tale? <laughs> oh damn, we take it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we take it all the way to Shark Tale. Renee Zellweger. No. Angelina Jolie. Oh shit. Mm. Well, we know her. Well, we know her and Brad some freaks. Hey, I mean, I'm just saying we could. We I'm gonna. You know, I'm gonna put together a list of possibles. I'm gonna put together a list of possibles. Y'all stay tuned. Um, I'm gonna get to the bottom of this. This is gonna be my unsolved mystery, joint. Damn. Uh, for now, we're going to take a, a quick break. We'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You are listening to Opinions While Black. Sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. You think he, well, I don't think he did anything with Karen Parsons back in the day. No. Because no. he was still... He was still that well. Yeah, he was. Still he was in Bad Boys too. That's that's what I was about to look up. Uh, he was with Gabrielle Union in Bad Boys too. Oh, she definitely. If that's the case, she definitely. I, I've heard enough about. You her. know, Gabrielle Union definitely. I mean, most definitely. I've nerd. I've heard enough about her to know that she puts it down. And yep. we are back. Oh shit, we still. And Teresa <laughs> Randall. Oh, definitely, definitely knocked it down. Sorry, y'all. We, we still. If you, were, if you were bad and you were on Bad Boys too, definitely. This conversation continued through the break, y'all. <laughs> we are back. We are black. We are opinionated, and we are feeling pretty good. Oh yeah, because uh, we got the air conditioner popping. Mm. Uh, so yeah, the day drinking is continuing. Um, it is time for white people must be stopped. Skirt, skirt. Um. Barstool Sports. Dave Portnoy and Barstool Sports have been on that bullshit. Um, for those of you who don't, if you don't know what Barstool Sports is, uh, good for you. Other than that, um, Barstool Sports um, is one of these major content creators like Fox Sports or whatever. And um, you might have heard of uh, the podcast Call Me Daddy that just ended and the two hosts fell out and now Barstool owns it and there's a lot of shit going on. Anyway, um, Barstool Sports is, and their and their founder, Dave Portnoy, are apparently mad racist. This is well known, by the way. This is well known and well documented. This is like documented now. Yeah, they are. At ex- this point. Yeah. So some videos have come up where in which um, Dave Portnoy and other people, Dave Portnoy made a joke about Colin Kaepernick Saying that uh, he didn't trust him because he looks like he, he looks like ISIS. That was his that was his quote. That he looks like a member of ISIS. That he looks like a terrorist. And he was like, so since he looks like ISIS, I'm gonna say some racist shit. Um, some other he, he was, doesn't even look black. Like what the fuck is he? he looks like ISIS. That, That's how he sounded. Which is the most ignorant white ass shit I've ever heard. Um, he also sang, I don't know what rap song it was, but he also he sang some songs with the N-word in it, and you know how white people are. They can't wait till a song got the N-word in mm. to get that shit off. They lean into that bitch. Um, and basically all this to say that his explanation for this shit, his apology, which wasn't even an apology, was trash. He basically he he basically was one of these Bill Burr white comedians that stood on the that tried to die on the hill of it's okay because it's comedy. Um, Dave Portnoy needs a system update. 
Because even the comedians aren't getting that shit off anymore. No. I and and it's just it's nasty coming from somebody that is like for me as a content creator coming from somebody uh, that produces content and that facilitates content being produced it's nasty it's nasty because there's it 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 all smacks of this old school collegiate national lampoon harvard kind of comedy where they feel like it's okay because it's highbrow mm. and there's nothing highbrow about dave portnoy very low or brow. barstool sports um just imagine if the man show had 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 become a, a conglomerate you know and we all know jimmy kimmel's trash um uh it, it's it's a boys club not the good boys club like us but it's a good old boys club. It's a good old boys club. I just remember that episode of Dear White People where they wanted that black dude Troy to write at the college like humor magazine so they could say they had some black people. Or I always think of like kind of the institution that Saturday Night Live has laid out um, that really thinks way too much of its white humor. Yeah. Dave Portnoy... This is a. It was a garbage explanation. Um, you're you're basically pulling a Terry Crews. I call it a Terry Crews now. When when motherfuckers just want to be strong and wrong mm. about racism. Yeah. Um. And honestly, it's trash to the point where it's it's only made me more committed. And this is not an announcement of anything official. It's only made me that much more committed to. Um, helping to create to investing in helping to create venues for other people to create content and honestly i mean this has been coming for a while and you know kind of following randall's example and kind of just facilitating other people being able to create content that looks like them diverse black content uh that looks like them that sounds like them and um, having our safe spaces to where we can get our shit off and you don't have to be in rooms like this. Yep. Um, this is something that Randall has done well for some years now. This is something that we need more of in the community, honestly, on, on the ground level um, where these things start. Um, so we are all running towards, cause that's what Hollywood has been a lot of, a lot of people running towards like the same three white based institutions. Yeah. People run into the same safe spaces that they, that they've always run to the same sure shots as they, they feel like it. Um, and even when you get that high, you find out there's a lot of nepotism mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people and and you know this is kind of what i appreciate about fraternities and you know, black based fraternities whatever it's us creating our versions of nepotism some not all some not all um to to where we can pull each other up i don't fuck with the red and white ones <laughs> we will get to that <laughs> um to watch people pulling each other up 
and um, kind of bypassing a lot of the red tape and bullshit that a lot of these white-founded institutions will put you through. Um, I appreciate this now. I did not appreciate this in college. I still probably would have never pledged for a fraternity. I'm not paying men to spake me. Mm. Because <laughs> um, there are dues. And that was the thing that got me, was that they put you through all that shit, and you paid for it. Yep. I paid for an education. I'm not paying for men to spank me. Sorry. Um, but this, again, this is just, this is why we need our own spaces. This is why we need our own, um, areas in which to make content and to carve our own niches out here. That's why I'm happy about LeBron and Maverick. That's why I'm happy about Colin Kaepernick and his Disney deal. That's why I'm, that's why I'm happy about a lot of these people that are being given a lot of room to let a lot of people in the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very exciting time. Uh, we, we it, the work is not done. There's definitely more work to do, but we're carving roads out for ourselves so we can bypass uh, tone deaf fucks like Dave Portnoy. Fuck him. Fuck Dave Portnoy. Um, send your racist stories. Send your real life uh, racist encounters along with your listener letters. Uh, your questions for myself, D. Randall, or any of our guests, please send that to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com or log on to opinionswhileblack.com and you can find any number of ways to get in touch with us, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'll be back with your listening letters and the top three STFUs. You're listening to Houston's Most Savage Podcast. Pour up. Okay. And we are back. Yep. We are black. Yep. We are opinionated. Indeed. And we are good and liquored up. I feel great. I feel wonderful. Day drinking is is a lot more productive when you have cool air. It's true. It's true. We got a we got a, a nice cool fan. Not, uh you got sweat. some food in your stomach. You're not sweating it out. And you got people to chop it up with, of you course. Know what I mean. Um it's time for your listener letters. Um, I, I have to say thank you. I have been, I've actually been very impressed with, um, I thought I was a little worried about how this was going to go opening, opening us, uh, opening us up to questions from the public, but it's gone very well. Um, y'all haven't been complete lunatics and I appreciate it. I think y'all can get wilder though. <laughs> nope. It has been put out there. Nope. nope. You've already put it out there. They've heard it. They've heard the call. The bell has been rung. Shit. Um, Why niggas be like... <laughs> Wait till they start asking our advice for shit. Oh, I, uh, please. Ask oh. all the advice. Oh, that's I'm, looking, be, I'm actually looking forward to that. That's going to be wonderful. Um, Halaval asks... Susus. Yes or no during these times. Mm. Okay. For those of you who don't know what a susu is, it's like an ancient version of a pyramid scheme. Uh, the idea, <laughs> the idea is that like you get like ten people together or something. Mm-hmm. Everybody puts in some money. It's supposed to be like an old school savings thing. You put in ten. Everybody puts in ten dollars, and then you go in a circle, and each month. 
or every two months or every six months, whatever. Eventually, if you put in $10, one of those months, you're going to get like $100 back. Yeah. And then the next week, somebody else will get $100. Um, thoughts on this during these times, during these hard financial times. Everything about a susu, some of y'all on the East Coast call it a loom. Uh, everything about this sounds like a fucking pyramid scheme. Sounds, it sounds like a scam. I've never, I've never heard of one of these things going well. I've never heard of somebody being like, man, that direct deposit just hit from that susu. There's so much involved where I don't trust that. I spent 15 years in the financial services industry. <laughs> um, this is known as a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> Um, if you have, for example, 10 people and you pay this out weekly, let's say you do it weekly. Um, what happens if you're in the 10th week and by week number three, the person from week number one is like, uh, I'm out y'all. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying that I understand that this is a traditional thing. Um, as a person who has been broke before. And, you know, is, again, very, very frugal with his money. Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> On that. This sounds like some shit my old manager would do. You know my old manager who's always in on every multi-level marketing scheme? Um, this sounds like some shit she would do. Sounds like some shit she would do mm. and not close the deal on. Now there there are and people would be coming up to the store wondering where the fuck their thousand dollars is. Yeah. Now there are communities, and you know, um, there there are communities of people who do um, put their money into a pot to help support their communities. I, I had a, um, as a matter of fact, when I was in the financial services industry, a, a Vietnamese customer of mine, uh, very well to do. Um, when his family and other families immigrated from Vietnam, I guess back in the 50s or 60s or whatever it was, and they all moved into the same area, mm-hmm. the families began to put money into a pot so that when particular members of each family were ready to go into business for themselves, they could pull money from, from it. And they had, you know, they had like written agreements and everything in place for it. Sure. Like, you know, they, they did all, they took care of, they dotted their T's and crossed their I's, so to speak. Um, kind of a kind of a, like a community bank, community funding type situation. It was all above board. Mm-hmm. Things like that, I think, are good, um, especially if you're new to a place and you can't get traditional types of funding. And also, the expectation was, when that business goes into business, that business pays back a certain amount into correct that same fund to help other people build up their businesses. Correct. And after a while, you have a whole community of people who have this this pot. That they use to help build businesses. As a matter of fact, um, this particular client, whose name I'll mention off air, um, was able to establish a well-known business in Houston as the result of that. That's fine. But if you and your book club putting $10 aside every week so that every week y'all pass out $100 to each other, I'm telling y'all, by week five, (laughs) that first person from week one is like, y'all ain't going to hear from her. I ain't got it this week. You're just not gonna hear anything. Y'all talk to y'all talk to Floyd. Sure didn't. Shit. Uh, so how much does that leave us with? I mean, he owes us for last week and this week. Hey man, 
if you get this, man, you owe us for two, bro. And then and then people start losing confidence. Yeah, man. You know what? Man, I'm out, man. Man, That's I can't do bullshit. it. Man, I can't do it, bro. And by y'all, the time you get, got to, it, by the time you get to week ten, that last person only putting their own money in. They the they just getting their own money back. Yeah. So, <laughs> so fuck all that. Uh, and especially now, no, bro. Yeah, no, no. It's a lot of shit I don't trust about that. Um, that's giving too many people access to your cash app. No, nah, fuck, fuck that. Nah, I'm good. Um, uh, Euphonic sent us something. Oh, I'm telling you, Euphonic is in a bunker. He's in a bunker with his family. He exists. He exists. He's out there. He's in a bunker with his family, avoiding this COVID shit. Good for him. And he and he. This is his only communication to the outside world. Damn. Um, Sounds so scary. <laughs> he asked. As a teacher, please unpack 45 threatening to pull federal education funding if schools don't reopen in August despite COVID. Um, this is an easy one. Uh, this all goes back to Trump and the people and the disciples of Trump being more invested in not tanking the economy, which would because most of Donald's, Donald Trump's constituency is business people. Um, I heard I heard something in the ether that there was a certain time period that the shutdowns that, that the shutdowns couldn't go past before a lot of major corporations went under. And so that's why you started hearing early about reopenings and shit. This is all around that. Everything Trump is doing, everybody has to make their constituency happy. At one point, if we're just keeping it a buck, with Obama, it was Goldman. With Trump, it's a lot of these major big business people that he's in that he has been in business with, that he has promised uh, property on their land. Those kind of people, land bearing people, fucking Captain Planet villains. This is all that. This is all him making them happy and make sure making sure they don't go under. He doesn't give a fuck about people. And part of that is opening up the schools because the education system is a business at this point. And, well, more than that, here's the, here's the reality. The reality of it is... Also, y'all sick of y'all kids. Yeah. The, the, the reality of it is the states have the say on what the schools do, not the federal government. Okay, fair enough. And, and, yeah. and he knows that. The main thing is... No matter what Trump says, it's not going to affect whether or not schools reopen or not. Yeah, but a lot, of, but a lot of the senators and a lot of the governors are in Trump's pocket. What this is more about is him saying the quote-unquote right thing for his base. Right. He honestly probably doesn't care whether or not they open, they they reopen or not. If they don't reopen, he just wants to be able to say, "Well, I told them to." To his base. That's fair. That's all it is. Yeah. He's like, I, I mean, I told them to, and so if anything happens, it's all their fault, not mine. He doesn't really care what the end result is. That's true, too. Yeah. So, and, and the states can say what they want. The states the states are going to be beholden to what the local jurisdictions say anyway. So they, they all just need to shut the fuck up on that shit. That's true. It's, I'll, go, I'll go with that. And it's, it's annoying because, you know, you know, parents... A lot of it's fifty fifty shot for a lot of parents right now. There are some parents who can't afford to keep kids at home in order for them to work, 
And there are some kids who only get their meals during the week at school from school. So there are some who are like, well, if my kid doesn't go back to school, I don't know what we're going to do as a family. On the flip side, you have other families who are like, I don't want my my child going back out into that environment. So for him to, for him to say that shit, he can't have any any type of informed he can't make an informed decision by just saying they just need to reopen regardless of circumstances. We're still what's maybe 6 weeks out from from most schools attempting to reopen. Yeah. Um most schools I would imagine have to at least create a list of possibilities of, of what can happen under, under different circumstances. But the, the reality of it is he, he, the federal government doesn't have say over what, what schools right. do. It, it comes down to the state. So he can shut the fuck up on that. Um, fuck Betsy DeVos too. Fuck Betsy DeVos. Uh, oh God, don't even get me started on that. That's all I'm gonna say about her. Um, tales to enrage on Twitter. Ask quick question. Have either of you checked to make sure you're not cake? I love these little existential ass questions. Yeah, <laughs> that that shit. Was, I, I came across some kind of little weird thread the other day where somebody wanted to check to make sure that, you know, his wife wasn't cake or something like that. Um, that sounds like something I would have said. That sounds like something I would have said in college to try to trick a woman into letting me eat her pussy. Yeah. Well, well okay. Maybe you are cake. Well, if you say so, <laughs> let's find out. <laughs> um, I mean, it's—it uh, just sounds like you know we 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 need the world to reopen again so that we don't have to think about <laughs> shit like this. <laughs> um, he also asked in a less in a less inexplicable Twitter meme theme: Have have you had any surprise streaming favorites during the "Don't Call the Quarantine"? Um, yes, actually. Um, so I have a lot of streaming things. I have Disney Plus, and uh, I have to say that animated like Guardians of the Galaxy series in this little like Marvel has this kind of semi-connected animated universe mm-hmm. from like the probably the past ten years, I guess. And um, they have the Guardians of the Galaxy series was surprisingly good. I thought it was going to be real corny and cartoony and watered down and kitty because i don't trust that animation team yeah but it was actually decent it was actually pretty a pretty decent representation of the characters is it's good guardians 101 um i like the guardians i like that team that team of the guardians um the only two complaints i have are star lord is voiced by will fredell That just ain't right. Mm. That ain't right. Uh, I don't want to hear Eric Matthews from Boy Meets World mm. as Star-Lord. That's, that ain't, that's not a good one. And whoever the fuck is voicing Rocket Raccoon should stop. He sounds like a 60s cartoon villain. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty terrible. That should just be left. If you can't get, if you can't get uh, Bradley Cooper, uh, just leave him out. We'll, we'll, just, we'll just laugh at group jokes. Um, do you have any bingeables? Yeah. Um, well, I know we mentioned it a little while ago. I was, I was, uh, I was pleased with the old guard. I actually saw that. That shit was hard. I, I liked it. Um, and much like you. Directed by a black woman, right? 
Uh, something something by the wood. Yeah. By the, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was I was pleased with that. Uh, I actually, <laughs> I actually went back and started just out of curiosity binging Superstore. From, America Ferrara. Yeah, I was like, ah, let me just check it out. And in the last week, I've made it through five seasons. God damn. Yeah. Uh, look, I used to work at Target back in the day. Uh, all of my retail experiences were triggered in watching the show. And I actually like it. It's an easy watch. Uh, other than that, I've been feeling the Snowpiercer series. I got to start that. Yeah. Shout I actually, out to David Diggs. I actually like it. I, that's another white woman. I'll watch anything with Jennifer Conley in it. Look, Jennifer Conley was in my top five white women of all time. Was. Um, she, she lost a lot of weight. But, I mean. She's still bad. Man. Yeah. She looks amazing. She, she is. Jennifer Conley's gorgeous. And um, very good in the show, by the way. Like, okay. If you, if you like the movie. Yeah. Um, you'll like the show. Because the show is a different, it's the same, obviously it's the same thing, but it's a slightly different mythology. Okay. Um, that actually works. Okay. And they're about to, I think they're about to have the season finale tonight. Okay. Which will probably define where this series goes moving forward. So I'm, I'm actually kind of curious to see how it is. It's actually, it's actually good. Because I was like, I don't know how y'all are going to make a whole show about this when we know how it ends and they were like well this doesn't really tie into the movie as much as you think it does and i was like oh and i see and that's good um i have become more of a catfish fan mm. than ever before i wonder why um the new host is hot i don't know about this new season though i don't know if i can do zoom catfish i'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how they that takes a lot of mystery out of things like yeah. when you should just walk up to somebody's house and they gotta come answer the door. Yeah. Or they or they gonna pretend they're not that you. That, there's an element of mystery there that you can't replace with Zoom. Because they were like, you think it was crazy when we were out in the free world, man. You can't imagine what happens now, bro. This is gonna be that one awkward season, man. And the only reason I'm watching is because is is because of cute ass Cammy. She's mad cute. Um, yeah, I can't. I I don't know if I can. I can't get jiggy with Zoom catfish. Um. And with that, thank you for your listener letters. As always, hit us up, uh, opinionswhileblackgmail.com or opinionswhileblack.com. You can get in touch with us any number of ways. Uh, we're running a little long. We're going to make this quick. Um, top three STFUs. Yep, yep. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck shut up? Shut up. We have two runners up. Okay. Our runners up include Terry Crews. <laughs> This is the first time Terry Crews has not been in the top three in like a month. We're not going to let him go. <laughs> I, was, I, I thought we were done with Terry Crews, and then he started talking to Don Lemon. That's a sad state of affairs when, you have to t- when, when Don Lemon is schooling you on shit. What the fuck is going on, man? What is, what is wrong with the world? I don't know. Um, and Kyle Chiero. I had to look this motherfucker up to figure out who he was. Mm. Kyle Chiero fixed his nigga ass mouth on social media to try to convince us that Jill Scott was not attractive. And he was like, oh, so y'all must be just attracted to the vibe or the energy or whatever. Listen, li- listen to me very closely. I, too, am not attracted to Jill Scott. Um, attracted to implies an understatement. Of what happens to my mind, body, soul, and penis 
when Jill Scott is on is on television. Mm. Okay. Um, mm. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with this nigga. I do. I I looked at his profile on Twitter and I see that he is a Christian, an athlete, a streamer, and a noop. Oh, he's a Kappa. That is correct. He's a member of Kappa Alpha Psi. Yes, this is true. The red and white guys. Correct. Red and white equals pink. The niggas who are never who are never tall who are in Texas are never taller than five six and walk around with candy canes. That is correct. The peppermint patties. And who shimmy <laughs> next to each other. So Okay, he, just checking. And he also played for the Dallas Cowboys. So. And he played for the Dallas Cowboys. So suck my dick, Kyle Kyle Kiero. Shut the fuck up. Um yeah, that's all that really needs to be said about him. He's a Kappa and a Cowboy. Get the fuck out of here. Mm. Um, number three is Talib Kweli. Uh, yes, one half of Black Star uh, has been on uh, on Twitter fucking up. Basically, he was in, his name came up in a tweet, mm-hmm. and a woman commented on that tweet. And said that most, most of these men, of these rappers, have either white or light-skinned wives. Now, Talib Kweli got upset. Even though his wife is not remotely light-skinned. And went on to harass this woman for a solid 24 hours, trolling the fuck out of her. Twitter did not appreciate him coming for a black woman. And they responded in kind. First, they went and found his wife and said, look at what your nigga-ass husband is doing on on Beyonce's internet. And she kind of, she kind of shrugged it off and was like, well, um... I'd rather he'd be doing it to y'all than be doing it to me at home. So I'm going back to bed. Then they found his baby mom. Hmm? Oh, Talib Kweli has a baby on the way. We found that out. Oh, like a recent baby mom. Oh, yes. We found that out while he was railing on Twitter. Because Twitter is, the fu- is, is fucking Scotland Yard about this shit. And they dug up that not only does he have a baby on the way, the baby shower was yesterday. As he was on the internet, cutting up. Imagine being at your side piece's baby shower and railing on black women on the internet. Um, then they went and found her, and she didn't give a fuck. She now, in their defense, she is in fact light skinned. So that might have had something to do with it. Bum, 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 bum. And so then it gets worse and somebody step and somebody steps up and says that this nigga not only has this nigga been wilding, this nigga has been sexual this nigga has been sexually harassing his label mates. And his label mate stepped up and railed on his ass about on Twitter about it. And this nigga's defense was Look, I didn't try to fuck you, but I did try to kiss you that one time in the pool. But that's different. I apologized for that. 
then, if all that isn't enough, they find the pre- they find the pregnant side chick online. The and the chick jumped on and the chick jumped on and subtweeted talking about you are hiding a child. Mm. Oh shit! Now this is this is quoting a tweet from Not Go Gabby. Nobody would have even known about the pedophilia accusations. Oh, that happened too. Him being sued for for and admitting to sexually harassing his label artist, his mistress, today being his mistress's baby shower, and the domestic violence incident he had at the club with his wife. If only Talib Kweli had shut the fuck up. I don't have to have a shut the fuck up rant because I think that said it all, really. What's that Twitter account again? Not, oh, not G-E-A-U-X. Okay, okay, okay. yeah. Um, shout out to her. That was fucking hilarious. Um, number two, August Alsina. Well, it's a little too late for that. Um, look, August, from me to you, bro. I understand. She is cute. I understand that you've been having a, a hard week. I understand you're going through some mental issues. I understand that maybe you were hurt in a situation with the Smiths that you may or may not have actually deserved. I feel you, bro. However, just because we are going through shit does not mean we get the, that does not mean that we um, get to turn that anger outward at the world. Just because we're going through things doesn't mean we get to turn that outward and har- and do harm verbally or otherwise to other people. Mm-hmm. Having said that, you will leave Kiki Palmer the fuck alone, man. Fuck you. She was definitely minding her own business. She was minding her own fucking business. As a matter of fact, she really tried to distance herself from this whole shit and be like, it's not my fucking business and y'all need to leave me out of it. And here you go fixing your nigga ass mouth to rail on Kiki Palmer to black out on her. What you won't do is black out on one of on one of the great fine women of our culture. Kiki Palmer is too fine for your shit, sir. Nigga, nigga, you came on an interview with two different suits on. <laughs> you got one half the Bobby Brown, the Brown, the Bobby Brown "Don't Be Cruel" suit, and the other half a fucking tweed suit looking like Giles from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Damn. With your permed out, with your permed out hair, with the split ends. Looking like looking like Takashi Six Nine going to the Grammys. Who the fuck do you think you are, sir? With your little Janine from Ghostbusters glasses on. Hey, hey, you know I'm, I'm glad that he. On a side note, Janine from Ghostbusters could have got the pipe. Hmm. I'm just saying. Anyway, I'm just glad that he spoke long enough to bring us this week's episode of Red Table Talk. After that, he can <laughs> exactly, exactly. You served your purpose, and the fucked up thing is, I even kind of liked his album. You served your purpose. You brought some attention to some entertaining shit that isn't someone dying, that isn't someone being harassed 
or physically abused or harmed by the police. And we got to get our jokes off for a little while. And we will forever be grateful for that. As long as we remember this shit. All two weeks. Yep. But you crossed the line. Fucking with Kiki Palmer. You. Reperm your hair and shut the fuck up. Mm. Fuck you. And the number one person who should shut the fuck up. This is actually a joint shut the fuck up. Uh, they got to hold this L together. Um, 50 Cent and Lil Wayne. <laughs> Curtis Jackson and Dwayne Carter, which is like the, I don't know if that's the nigga version of Smokey, the, Smokey and the Bandit or what. I mean, These two motherfuckers, these two unintelligible motherfuckers. Um, so Lil Wayne apparently has some kind of podcast or some kind of that, something. That just sounds bad already. Someone somewhere is paying Lil Wayne to talk, and that's already a problem. Somebody's already wasting their money. Um, Lil uh, Fifty Cent was a guest on Lil Wayne's show. They were talking about the good old days when they made relevant rap music. Oh, there's no chance of toxicity there. <laughs> no chance of it. No chance of it. The good old days when they pretended to make relevant rap music where you could understand the lyrics. Um. And 50 Cent started talking about how he likes exotic women. This is never going down a bad path. So, pause. Okay. Um, so, exotic is what white men use to describe, like, non-white women. Yes. That's like the ultimate display of othering someone. That he, that he could have possibly used. But he wouldn't know that because 50 Cent doesn't have anything out of a 5th grade uh, reading level education. And he raps like it. And I've, read his little, and, and I've read his little urban fiction books that he tried to write. He writes like it as well. I'm convinced that every manuscript he wrote, he wrote for every book he ever wrote was written in crayon. <laughs> Maybe colored pencils. <laughs> I don't think any. I, I don't think any of those books had words. <laughs> was he like the dude from Oz that just that, that just drew pictures and it was yeah. poetry? Yeah. <laughs> um. So he started talking about how he likes his women to look exotic and how um, he doesn't like angry black women. You know, the ladies always love that. Oh, I mean. And you won't have any angry black women by saying that. And you won't like make any black women angry by saying some shit like that, will you? God. No, this genius motherfucker. Um, and he goes on to say, "Oh, they be they be mad." He put his he put his fists up, imitating them like they like they mad and angry at him. Let me let me explain something very clearly to some of you niggas, because some of you niggas co-signed this bullshit and you didn't understand what the problem was. Let me let me make it very clear to you. This is a public service announcement. Women, black women, don't give a fuck who you date. They don't give a fuck. They don't care. They don't care if you want to date white women. They don't care who is in your bedroom. The stipulation to that is leave black women the fuck out of it. If you don't like something, if you don't like someone, you always reserve the right to just shut the fuck up. And keep dealing with who you like. 
We never had to hear what you thought about black women. All you had to say was, I like my women looking like, I don't know, everybody Joe, Joe Budden's ever fucked. Well, according to Lil Wayne, he likes his women unattached and just pregnant. <laughs> Shit. Oh, man. Shout out to Lauren London. Oh, hi, Lauren. Uh... We that wasn't a disty. We love you. Um, have you seen his new? Have you seen Lil Wayne's new chick? No, and I have no reason to. She looks like they tried to clone Ice T's wife, and just the power went out. Like, like Coco, yeah, Ice T's wife, yeah. This man said the power went out. I just <laughs> caught that. Okay, damn. I mean, she's got that. That she's got that IG vibe. You I know. mean, I'm pretty sure that most most dudes just find their girls on um, on IG nowadays. Anyway, I feel like that's the that that's a dating site for celebrities now. Denise Bideau. Um. Yeah, she's gonna be pregnant soon. Um. Shit, she already is. Oh, sure. oh. Really? No, I'm just saying. I'm sure she is. Most likely. Women don't give a fuck what you like. But leave black women out of it. Y'all can't say shit without disrespecting a black woman that ain't did shit to you. Y'all are a fucking disgrace. And 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 the fact that niggas did, and the fact that niggas kind of slid back and didn't say shit. The fact that Fifty Cent, and Lil Wayne, well, more Fifty Cent. The fact that Fifty Cent hasn't been canceled up to this point, like y'all do with everybody else, doesn't say much for you motherfuckers. She makes some. She makes some terrible faces. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep all of my comments to myself. Um, and the fact that y'all just kind of sit, that y'all just kind of sit back and let Fifty Cent get his shit off, is every reason black women don't feel defended in this case. Um, why the fuck do we allow Fifty Cent to carry on his career? Why? How? Like every, I'm pretty sure everybody we've ever that, that that has ever been canceled or attempted to cancel, Fifty Cent has probably said light years worse shit, and somehow we find this entertaining and we let him live. Mm-hmm. Why? Fuck this nigga. Fuck this nigga. Every every time he opens his mouth, he makes it very apparent to me why he got shot. And it probably wasn't because he was trying to run the streets. Probably because he was running his mouth, which I have never seen him close. Literally. He, he does not have the ability to close his mouth. I don't understand how we don't see just random pictures of 50 Cent drooling. All I'm saying is, 50 Cent, you were the worst. And if I saw you, I don't give a fuck how jacked you are. If, you, if I saw you, I'd probably slap the fuck out of you too. You and Derek Jackson can both get the shit slapped out of you if I ever see you in the street. Cause this ain't no Ja Rule, nigga. So really, Curtis Jackson, suck my dick mm. from the back, sideways. No condiments, no sides, no hot sauce, no mild sauce. Suck my dick. You are the worst. You are a fucking disease. And may and maybe that's an insult to disease. Because COVID is more effective than you. Damn. You, you, you have had 
three good albums and a terrible video game. You've had two good albums, actually, and a terrible video game. And that's not even by my standards, because I don't think you can rap. Eat a dick. A black-owned dick. Go to hell. Have we done a podcast, D. Randall? We sure as hell have done a podcast. I think it was a good podcast. Team Oz, thank you so much. Um, Thank you for riding this ride with us, man. Um, It's definitely been a journey. I can promise you that year three, there's going to be some great things in store. I am putting some things forth that are going to make the the Oz, the Team Oz, the Opinions While Black experience even better, even more effective. Um, I love you guys, man. Somebody, somebody actually... <clears throat> sent me a message saying that they were that they got their that they had to unlock the parental controls yeah on their on their coworker's phone so nigga we made li- it so they could listen to the show that's doing the real work that is doing the work y'all so shout out to shout out to you shout out to a loyal member of team oz uh my 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 ex uh artist for neverland the untold mm-hmm. uh katie coates Man, she got in this racist motherfucker's ass last night. Oh, uh, that tried to accuse me. You know, you know how they always get that shit up. They tried to accuse me of being racist mm. by calling them racist. They oh, they love that one. No, you're the racist. Katie lit that ass up. She suffers no fools. I love white people out here doing the work on their own kind. I love it. <laughs> My God, y'all, y'all the real ones. Y'all represent. Y'all show up and show out every time Team Oz needs you. And I, it, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. God bless you all. I promise I'm going to make year three worth your while. I promise. And if outside, it, it, that part of that is if outside is ever open again because this COVID shit is getting on my fucking nerves. Stay in the fucking house. Um, church announcements, D. Randall. Uh, yeah, I got a couple, actually. Uh, first church announcement. Let's go. Uh, I read that more people traveled during the 4th of July than they did even during Memorial Day. What the fuck? Uh, so, fuck all y'all. <laughs> Real talk. Fuck all y'all. Um, stay it. Just stay home. Just stay home. Just stay home. It's, it's, I, I, know, I know y'all are itching to get out there to stand around and do nothing. We're and we're running a little late, but I want to get this one off on that note. Go for it. So, speak on the note of Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent was recently in a in a fight at at uh, Wine and Spirits, this spot in New York uh, that I've never been in. I've only passed by. It looked too packed. So they have. So he he has a stalker apparently. All this is for a reason. He has a stalker apparently. Somebody that tried to give him. Their mixtape and it didn't work out. Anyway, he throws a chair at the guy. Um, this is because he was on the patio. But the new social distancing guidelines for shit in New York is that they have moved a bunch of the eating areas and the patio areas mm-hmm. basically out right like on the sidewalk. Wow. Out into like an HOV lane. <laughs> I don't know if they call it an HOV lane there or what. But just out into a driving lane. I call it the street. Like like an Uber would pick you up there. Like an Uber can pick you up from your table. D, 
this is what people have to do because y'all just really want to be out and eating at a fucking restaurant. Stay the fuck home. Stay home. Take that shit to go. Just the food tastes the same. I swear to God, it tastes the same if you get it to go. Stay home. DoorDash. Uber Eats, they're, they're all a thing. I promise. Yeah. Postmates. You're, you're going to get your food. Like, it's amazing. What the fuck is wrong with humanity? Anyway. Anyway. That's our... Yeah. Hey. What you got? He said it. Um, the only other announcement I have is that um, I'm putting Oz on the spot. At some point between now and the next the next episode, Oz is going to announce the release date for the merchandise. Hey! So he's going to release it. Some he's going to he's going to announce that date sometime this week. I am. You heard it. That's it. <laughs> oh man, I love announcements about me. That's that. Sh- I love that shit. Uh, I guess that's it. We're at like the two twenty mark at this point. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Who gives a fuck? Uh, we'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. Um, until then, this has been episode ninety-five. Yep. Of opinions while black, I have been Oz, and I am just here for the healing. <laughs> and as always, forever imparting entangled titties. Damn. <laughs> Can you tie them in a knot? Can you tie them in a bow?